Welcome to this week's edition of the Winning Edge podcast. Today we're joined by informed Queensland jockey Michael Cale, who rides the Bostonian in the Kingsford Smith Cup as Group 1 Racing heads back to Eagle Farm on Saturday. A fortnight ago, he steered the Kiwi four-year-old to what was seen by many as an upset victory in the Dooman 10,000. That must have been a huge thrill, Michael. It was, Brad, yeah, it certainly was. It was a, it's a real highlight. Um, one of the high points of my career, especially after winning it. A good few years ago on a Queensland Idol in Falvalon, but it was um, a bit of a different build up to this race. But nevertheless, it was, um, it, was a, it was a great thrill. And that was your first Group One for about a decade, wasn't it? So it's been a while between drinks. Yeah, it was. It was the first uh, Group One since I won the uh, the race at Satatiara now on um, rusting for Bart Cummings in two thousand and nine. And a lot was made of the the two favourites being a little bit. Disappointing Osborne Bulls and Nature Strip, but your your guy was pretty impressive, wasn't he? he? Didn't have a lot of luck in the straight either. No, he, he um he was impressive, Brad, and he probably flew a little bit under the radar. He's a horse that's only lightly raced. That was his fifteenth start, and he's he's only ever competed at a high level. I think his last five runs have all been in Group Ones, and he's been um he's been thereabouts in each of those runs, and uh, he had a good run from a good gate. He had to wait a little bit for um to get clear space, but once he did, he quickly put the race beyond down. And how, how do you assess the quality of the two races, um, the 10,000 and the Kingsford Smith? Um, a lot of the horses in the King, Kingsford Smith seem a little bit um, weaker to the 10,000? Uh, the 10,000 was probably dominated by the two in the betting, or, or uh, short in the betting in, in Osmond Bulls and, and Nature Strip. This race is, appears much more wide open. But I, I think it's a race of pretty good quality. You got you know, up and coming horses like Victoria Minute. You got trekking. You know, it's a, it won't be an easy race to win by by any means. And you're drawn out a little bit. Um, he maps okay though. Oh, I'd rather be drawn closer in. But Barry Eleven's not too bad in the field of eighteen. The Bostonian's a horse that's a good beginner. He's got good natural pace, so I'd expect him to be. Uh, in the first half of the field somewhere there, Brad, and Eagle Farm being a, such a great track, hopefully you'll be able to get a nice run in transit. And it's his first look at Eagle Farm, it should suit him well? Well, it should. It's his first look under race conditions. He's, he's stable there at the moment. and I've been up and read, ridden him track work this week and we're not out on the course prop on Tuesday morning, but you'd, you'd imagine that, it, that Eagle Farm would suit him. And you've had a great association with the horse, actually unbeaten on him in Australia, and you actually went to Ataki to ride him in a Group 1 two starts ago. Um, he wasn't far behind Melody Bell from the wide gate there? He ran good that day, Brad. It was a heavy track, and while well, well, he's quite adept in those conditions, it was a track where they were getting well away from the rail. He was up outside the leader, and he was just getting taken wider and wider from the half mile. And Melody Bell, I'm not... Um, Taking any away from away from her win, she was too good for him on the day. She cut. She was back in the field and swooped. But the the previous time they met in another group, one there was over fourteen hundred metres, and Melody Bell only just beat the Bostonian. And she's a um, she's a real top liner, Melody Bell. So you got to remember the Bostonian's only a young horse. He's, you'd still think that he's um, he's still on the ascent. So I think we're only going to see better things from him in the future. Hopefully, starting tomorrow. And how did you get the ride on him? I know they came over here last year and Lethiness trialled him, um, but you got the ride on on him in his first ride in Australia. Yeah, I rode a little bit for Tony Pike, and I rode the Daybreak Lover was the first time I rode him. That meeting at that race had been transferred to the Sunshine Coast, and it was a pretty good field. 
I didn't know much about him, but he um he just beat a pretty good filly of Mick Price's from Victoria. But he, he dug really deep. It was a bit of a two horse battle for most of the straight. At the Sunshine Coast, I'm not really certain how I come to get the ride on him, Brad, and I'm just thankful I did. He's he's done very well for you. Um so there was some talk they were gonna go straight to the Stradbroke after the ten thousand. Um has anything changed their mind? Not too sure, Brad, but that was you're right, that was the uh that was the initial plan with the horse to run him because he's so good fresh. They're gonna give him the four weeks between runs. But I think he's just doing so well. He, he's really thriving. He's he, he looks a picture, his coat's glowing. And appearance wise I think he's probably improved from the Doom and ten thousand. And hopefully that transforms through to his to, to his galloping. But he um I think they just thought the horse was so fit and well and it's a valuable race, why not run him? And if he does win on Saturday, um, could be a top weight for the Stradbroke? Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine he'd, um, he'd incur some type of penalty and, and that look, that could influence the connections decisions too about the Stradbroke. If he, he's, a, he's a bit of a lightly framed horse, you wouldn't wouldn't want to see him with, with too high a weight, although he performed very well under weight for those conditions in the Doom 10,000. So well, I think we'll just get through tomorrow first and... See what happens after that. The uh, Stradbroke's sort of been um, thrown wide open without Zoo Style there now, isn't it? So um, it's sort of there for the taking. Yeah, you know, the Stradbroke's always a tough, tough fourteen hundred metre handicap, and it'll it'll um, it'll bring a good field together again. But this horse, I think the Bostonian, you know, I wouldn't swap him for any other that's heading there. And just on the other rides quickly to, tomorrow as well, you've got. Um, uh, ghostly in the first race, he comes off a Wagga Town Plate win. But if you go through his form, he ran second to Osborne Bulls not not that long ago. Yeah, you're right, Brad. And, and the Wagga Town Plate's time on a race that's thrown up some very good horses over the years. Sandra and Elaine, probably the most recent headline horse to come out of that race. But yep. Ghostly got a, a long way back in the field that day, and he's widely drawn tomorrow. I don't, I'd assume you get you'll probably be back in the back in the field again. But Eagle Farm, you'll get his chance to run on. And Sophie's Gold Class, she's um, putting a good record record together and 1,400 metres at Eagle Farm should be perfect. Lightly race mare that's on the improve. She's got a good record, as you say, and second up, she's drawn widely again, but she seems to run well when we're in the big quiet, so looking forward to riding her tomorrow. And you've also got Bjorn Baker's fun fact in the Grand Prix Stakes. He's actually Queensland Derby nommed. Do you know much about him? Not a lot about him, Brad. No, he's a last-start winner. He raced in some pretty good company in Sydney in the autumn. And uh, he's, he's proven at a distance, proven he can run this sort of a trip. So you'd like to think he'd be competitive. A uh, really interesting run is Magic Alibi. She hasn't won for almost a year, but you won on her at Ipswich. And she finished really well behind Viridine at Scone last start and arguably could have finished closer. Yeah, you're right, Brad. I've had a good association with this, this mare. I did win the Gay Waterhouse on her. And I, I went third on her here, Magic Millions Day in the Mayor's race. It was a million-dollar race. I think I went fourth on the same race, Magic Millions Day in 2018. But she's been a pretty good mare to me. But I, she, you're right, she's drawn wide. She'll probably be ridden quietly tomorrow. But her run at Skein was quite good first up. And she's never been to Eagle Farm. So big, long straight there. Might play into her hands, hopefully. And the beef feeder, you were on him last up. He, he didn't run overly well but the wide gate didn't help didn't have a very good run I was off the track and the uh, that, that found him now coming to the turn hopefully he's improved a bit I think he's got blinkers tomorrow he's raced quite well with those in New Zealand he's got a much better gate tomorrow he should get a good run and hopefully we can we can see the best of him 
he seems over the odds. He's um he's run top three pretty much all his career, so it's a little bit strange that he's such a big price. Yeah, probably uh, his last run might have had something to do with that, but I, I think you you should see a marked improvement tomorrow. Yep. I'm hoping anyway. And that the Colt Horse for Queensland, the Candyman, is uh, second emergency for the Premier's Cup. Is it likely he'll get a run? Do you think? Or he's in the field as far as I know, Brad. Okay, yeah. perfect. That's good so to we'll see. Been two outs, so All right. we'll get a chance to see. This is his biggest task to date, but the horse is, uh, hasn't put a foot wrong. He's he just improves with every run, and it'll be it'll be great to see where he um, see sort of what level he goes to. We'll get an indication here tomorrow. And no, no concerns with the twenty two hundred. You should run it out. Oh, I think he'll run it out, Brad. He's got. To, he seems to relax well. Yeah, well, you don't know for sure until you try them at it. But he's uh, he's got a half relation that's one over a mile and a half, and he's by Casino Prince. And I'd be surprised if he couldn't run it out. And Barry One will help him get the get the distance. Exactly, it should see him get a good trip. And you've also got Zutori in the Fred Best. He's one of your better rides for the day. Um, won his last three and drawn well. Yeah, but he looks a he looks a really nice horse. He's He's raced very well in Melbourne. As you say, he's got a good draw there tomorrow and um, looks a horse right on the improved type of horse that could, could go to a high level. And they're talking about the Stradbroke with him. Um, if if the Bostonian doesn't go to the Stradbroke, have you got another, your eye on another ride? or? Uh, not really. I'm sort of... The Bostonian's pretty much had the, pen, the Stradbroke penciled in from the time I went to ride him in Otaki. So I've just been all my eggs in one basket with him hopefully but we'll see what happens racing's a funny game and anything can happen this horse Zutori I thought he was had the Queensland Guineas in mind but but you're right there's been mention of a Stradbroke start look I, I suppose it'll all depend on what he does tomorrow and, and you can ride pretty light as well I, I'd assume he'd get a very light weight in the Stradbroke um, what's what's your limit you can ride at oh yeah look but I normally ride 54 for races like that you 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 put you, you push yourself a bit harder. I'd probably get out and ride 53, maybe, maybe a little bit lighter. It just depends. I just want to ask you about one other horse um, from Wednesday at the Gold Coast, which is nom for the JJ Atkins Missionary Bay. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for this horse, Brad. He's a, he could be a real up and comer. He was uh, I trialled him and he showed good potential in his trials. He went to Mwilimbar his first start in a race, and they went a pretty hectic tempo there, and he was a bit. Still learning his craft, he got got a little bit lost in running, but was very good late. And here on Wednesday, on a very heavy track, he he was uh, once again he took a little while to get his bearings, but he was once he got into a bit of open st- space in the straight, he was quite good at the finish. He's, he's got a good temperament. I think he's a, a horse that could could um could go to a pretty good level. And you know that's a it's a quantum leap to JJ Atkins, but this horse has got a lot of improvement in him and. Yeah, he probably could deserve to. If he makes his way into the field, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I think the 600 metres wouldn't be any problem for him. Do you know where they're going to go before the JJ Atkins to try and get a, get a start, or are they going to just try and go straight into it? Not sure, Brad. I, I, my agent said he was talking uh, being nominated next Wednesday, but that didn't happen. So whether there's been a rethink or they have another another um, race in mind for him, I, I, I couldn't really answer that at the moment. And you've been riding well lately, mate. You've um, had a... a Around twenty percent strike rate for February and, and April. Um, all going well. Yeah, yeah, Brad. I've been lucky. Yeah, things have been going good. I, I got a good, I got a good agent, Glenn Courtney. He works hard for me, and uh, you, know, you just do your best, don't you? You try and um, try and get some opportunities. And I've, I've been fortunate. I've got a good association of a number of good trainers here in Queensland, and 
and yeah, things have been going quite good lately, so hopefully it continues. So where do you base yourself and um, who do you ride most of your work for? Oh, look, I've been based at the Gold Coast uh, all my time here in Queensland, apart from when I lived in Asia, and I pretty much ride track work these days on a as-needed basis. I, um, I ride Bevan Lemming, calls me at times, I go on and ride some for Bevan, Michael Costa, I ride a little bit of track work for Michael Costa, Gary and Kelly Dowdy. But mainly it's, um, it's as needed. I, um, if someone calls me or asks me to go and ride one, I'll, I'll be there. A couple of the New Zealand horses that are here during the winter, I've, I've been down to ride them. And like you said, you've ridden all over the world. Um, are you pretty settled in, in Queensland? Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Here, Brad, the Gold Coast is a beautiful place to live, beautiful climate, and I have two children, and they're pretty entrenched here in their schooling, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite satisfied, quite happy here. What's it like in the jockeys' room when the, um, the the southerners come up? Is there a different, obviously, a different atmosphere and feeling in the a bit more competitive up there? Oh, probably. You know, those big they're only here on those big days, so it's probably a little bit more of a, a, a heightened sort of an atmosphere, I suppose. But, but you're just there to do your job as, as well as you can, and it's good to ride against those guys. I, I enjoy, you know, I've ridden against the best jockeys in the world, and it's. I, I like riding against um, jockeys of that calibre, and it brings out the best in you. And you mentioned the the, the joy you got out of winning the but on um, the ten thousand on the Bastonian. What's your biggest career win? Was he one of them, or? Uh, well, prize money wise, you'd only have to say the Magic Millions, I suppose. Two thousand and thirteen. That's probably the biggest prize money race I've won. Had to carry the, the the ladies' bonus for the first time, which I won on a filly called Real Surreal, and she. Uh, she she was owned by a female group, so she collected that as well. It was a pretty big prize money race. But, you know, I've won the Stradbroke uh, on St Basil. Uh, won two 10,000s now, the Tiara, uh, a couple of Group 1 wins in Asia. I've been pretty fortunate, Brad, but I don't know. They're, they're, I can't really com- compare them. They're, they're all terrific to win. Well, the way you're riding, hopefully there's a few more Group 1s in store. <laughs> Hopefully, Brad, you never know, do you? That's it. Keep trying, mate. All right, Michael, thanks for your time, mate, and um, good luck tomorrow. Good luck for the rest of the carnival. Thanks for having me on, Brad. All right, thanks, mate.